Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of Sun and Rain, where we will be exploring what matters. And I think that my goal for this first and only episode is to just put myself out there and let you know who I am, where I come from, and that it's my intention to dig deep and explore some of the things I have dealt with and figure out what parts of it really matter and what parts we can let go. So um, I'm Katie and I am 37 with five children. I have two sets of twins. Uh, Connor and Easton are 14. It's 2018 right now. They're 14. I have a fifth grader who is almost 11 and another set of twins who are six and a half. I tell that first only because I think it kind of frames my appetite for adventure and my ability to take on challenges. And I think that's why I'm here on the podcast, take on a new challenge, tackle something really big and see what we can make of it. Um, as of recently, I have been an entrepreneur, but is that even right to say maybe you're an entrepreneur from the beginning, from always, maybe it's lives inside of you. And that's something I really need to consider as I move forward in my life because I have faced some failure and, um, and what does failure really mean, right? We can say a lot of cute things, a setup, a setback is a setup for a comeback and we're going to fail forward. And all of those things sound really great when you're reading them out of your latest self-help book. But when it comes right down to it and you're facing failure, none of those things ring true. You just basically feel like a failure and that's the end of the road. So I am in the process of digging myself up from the end of the road right now. I had a company and we're still hanging on to some extent, but we have faced a lot of challenges and a lot of failures. I made some mistakes, some things happened, happenstance, and we are buried and it doesn't look very likely that we'll recover. But that's not the entrepreneurial attitude, right? We're supposed to push through no matter what. Prior to that business, um, several years ago, I started another endeavor and it actually went really, really well. And I pulled back and thought it wasn't the right time or the right thing to scale. And I can sit here objectively and in my logical mind tell you that I've learned so much. And I have. I've learned. I've grown. Um... I'm proud of a lot of the things I've accomplished, but at the end of the day, um, you know, the money in the bank account, the leads I have, those are, those are lacking. So I am fighting my way out of that place. Um, one thing I've come back to right now, which is kind of what's helping me move on is things that I have done well. And I think that's a good exercise for everybody. Identify the things you have done well that you can say without hesitation. I succeeded in that. And one of those things is um, after I had my first set of twins, I didn't succeed at first because by the time they were about seven or eight months old, I was so exhausted, so depleted, desperate for some sort of schedule, um, better sleep, anything that would get me through. And I knew that it was time for me to get some help. So I I reached out. I, I mean, I can I remember sitting in our house, in the kitchen, I had, it was back in the faux finish walls, painted era. I had a purple kitchen, little tiny kitchen table. The babies were asleep, but I was 
like stretched so thin, exhausted. And I had remembered a really good friend of mine telling me that her sister sleep trained her babies and that they all slept through the night. And she told me a little bit about it. And I recalled that. I called my friend. I said, I need your sister's phone number. And I called her and I said, tell me, tell me how you did this. I can't do it anymore. So she actually gave me um, the book recommendation of Healthy Sleep Habits, Happy Child by Dr. Mark Weisbleth. And I read it cover to cover, plus Baby Wise, Secrets of the Baby Whisperer. Um, I read a book called Raising Multiples, things like that, and pulled some of the best information I could from each. Well, I didn't know, right? I, I didn't know for sure what was the best information, but I did think that some things felt right in one piece and it didn't quite feel complete in another piece. And so I pulled from each of these resources and kind of formed my own plan, my own system. And, um, and then I I was able to take a look and say, okay, I'm tired. I need sleep. That's for sure. Um, I'm stuck. You know, I I was still going about things, having a good attitude. You know, the babies were so cute, dress them in matching outfits, those kind of things. But at the end of the day, I was very stuck. I mean, they were NICU babies. We were quarantined in the house because they, you know, they couldn't be around the flu virus, RSV, those kind of things. So it was a very long, dark winter and, um, things were looking pretty bleak because nobody was sleeping and, I had actually, (laughs) well, I'll get to this, but, but, you know, you think about those things. Yeah, of course I'm physically tired. I'm feeling like I'm in a rut, but really I was starting to ask myself, what have I done here? Like, who even am I? I want my life back, right? Because I have no freedom. I, these two little tiny babies are really kind of tyrants, right? They control my whole life. So I, I, wanted to feel more in control. That really drove me. I want my life back. I want to be powerful, have some sort of control over what's happening here. And there's a lot of belief, I think, in baby land, in new becoming a new mother that people just kind of joke and brush it off. They say, oh, you know, have fun. You know, you, your life is over. Or just, just relax. Let the babies, they're only going to be little one time. Well, there's some truth to that. And maybe I should have had more presence of mind, but I needed some sort of system so that I could get our family back on track. And so that was kind of the internal thing. I was not really expressing outwardly is like, I'm drowning here. Like I'm losing myself. And, and if I'm ever going to be true to myself, I've got to have some sleep. I've got to have some order and being able to kind of take my power back is really what I was asking for when I was saying I needed some sleep. Okay, so I read this book, I get myself all prepared, I have a plan, and um, it wasn't exactly, you know, that easy. I was totally exhausted. How are you going to read all these books when you're totally exhausted? That's what you're going to do with your free time instead of sleep or bathe, right? Um, And I realized I wasn't having as much fun as I wanted to be having with, with the babies. I was stuck in a rut of like, they were sleeping in like a swing or a bouncy seat and I couldn't move them from those swing or bouncy seats because they would wake up. I found myself one time trying to put the bouncy seat in the crib thinking if I do this for a little while, then I could get them in their crib. Right. And I realized I was a slave to, 
to them because it was my own fault because I hadn't taken control of the situation. So I just realized I, I have the power to act. I have to do something and take action and not just let this happen to me. And in reality, I believe the babies need me to take action too, right? I don't think a healthy sleep pattern is automatically established in us. It has to be learned and taught. And they were learning and, te- and what I was teaching, which was, we'll sleep wherever, whenever you say. And that wasn't healthy for anybody. So um, as soon as I started to realize, no, I can do this. I can do hard things. I can tackle this and take my power back. I was able to execute the things that I read out of these books. And um, I was able to, I mean, really, it only took two or three nights. And I was able to get those babies sleeping through the night, 12 hours, they, it, as if that's what they wanted. Now, was it without conflict? No. I I mean, I laid in the hallway on the floor outside of their bedroom door just with nerves and anxiety, you know, listening to them cry when that had to happen and those kind of things and trying to break these habits. It was not easy, but I was able to kind of see the end game and keep myself on track and do what I had to do even though it was hard. Um I I knew that if I did this, it wasn't just about sleep, okay? It was about being able to lead my kids, being able to lead our household and get our household functioning in a way that everybody was going to be learning and growing and thriving and happy. And that's really what I felt my role was as the mother in the home, is to facilitate that kind of thriving atmosphere. Um, but I did. I laid there, you know, in the middle of that hallway, exhausted, but of course not sleeping because they were not sleeping as we adjusted through this process. And I can talk more about what the actual process was, but yeah, it involved some crying and some questions in my mind of, is this the right thing? Do they feel abandoned? Those kind of things. But I was able to work through those. And I think that the opposite is true. It was the right thing. And they were being empowered as well to soothe themselves, to be independent and to get healthy sleep, which, which in turn meant, you know, brain development and physical health and so many other things. So literally I got those babies sleeping. It only took two or three nights and anybody who's ever been willing to, um, take a little bit of initiative, be proactive and ask me for help. I've been able to do the same for their babies. And so that's been a pretty powerful thing. Being able to say, you don't have to live like this. I can help you get that baby sleeping and everybody's happy. But at the end of the day, I found my confidence, right? My ability to set up our household and I took our life back, maybe my marriage back. Who knows if we had gone along that path, you know, with such uncertainty, babies in bed with us, those kind of things. You know, I I was able to just say, no, this stops here and we're going to do what's right, even when it's hard. And of course that doesn't just apply to sleeping, right? That applies to our whole life. And so as I've sat here thinking the last several months about what success and failure really means and being able to anchor myself in things that I have literal practical success with, it's been so eye-opening to be able to go back and say, no, I succeeded here. This was solid. And this is how I did it. Is it about sleep and conquering, uh, you know, getting a full night's sleep? Yeah, but it's also about acting and not being acted upon 
being proactive and saying, I'm going to be responsible for how we live now. I'm going to be responsible for my own sanity, my own happiness, and being able to look back on that experience and say, can I do that now? As I'm facing another hard thing, can I draw on that and do it now? And uh, that's my challenge going forward in 2019. It's January 31, 2019. And I started off the year thinking, I want to be able to just be, to forgive myself as easily as I forgive others, to allow myself to feel what I feel, to live in this moment and in this space and be okay with just being me. And over the last 30 days, I've sat with that goal in mind, but because I think I'm wired in such a way, I'm, I'm pushing myself already to say, no, I'm going to draw on the power that I actually have. I don't know if that's right. I don't know which thought is right, but I do know that I need to act and not be acted upon. And I need to move forward with my life. And that's what all of us need to do. We need to find out how to keep moving forward and be proud of what that looks like. So these are my thoughts for today. If ever anyone's listening to this, I want to hear your thoughts on it too. And let me know how you face failure and how you interpret success and how you're able to pick yourself back up when something gets hard. Talk to you all tomorrow. Bye-bye.